so today we're going to be spending a little bit of time talking about authentic selling. What does it mean? How can you embrace authenticity in your sales process? The first reason why I think that this conversation topic matters more than ever today is because of the influx of artificial intelligence and machine learning in the world, but specifically within the world of sales. Now there are tools that actually replace the human entirely, can write emails for you, right? Your job isn't safe if you're in sales. If we're going to have all this automation in the world of sales, how do human beings preserve their jobs? How do they preserve their value? Um, and generally speaking, that's going to be through being human, right? Um, I want to also define what is authenticity. Um, the way that I'll define it here is to say to present an honest version of yourself. And the reason that I think those two are interchangeable is because you generally will present an honest version of yourself amongst people who you trust, uh, which are often your close friends, family members, people that you have within your inner circle. Like imagine if you need a babysitter, okay? And, um, you know, let's say you love going to Las Vegas with one of your best friends and you like partying with your best friend and that's one of your options um, or your mom. And I would say that the overwhelming majority of people would say that they would pick their mother to babysit their child, not the person that they go and have fun with in Vegas. Now, why do I, why do I give this example? Well, I give the example is because being good in sales is not about being liked. It's not about having fun with people. You have this idea that you're supposed to wine and dine customers and that that's what makes you a good salesperson or you need to be charismatic and outgoing. You need to tell funny jokes in the meeting. You need to be likable. And actually, uh, it couldn't be further from the truth. Um, and I'm not saying you should be unlikable, but certainly I would rather be unlikable and trustworthy than to be untrustworthy and likable. So whether or not you like some of the people that I'm about to describe um, isn't the point. And whether or not they are good people or bad people isn't the point either. Um, so I want to preface that before I get started. Dennis Rodman. Okay. So Dennis Rodman, former NBA star, um, probably known more for what he did off the court than what he did on the court. He's a good player. Or anybody who doesn't know about Dennis Rodman, this is somebody who, uh, you know, would dress really funny, had different color hair. He once wore a wedding dress down Fifth Avenue. Um, he's also best friends with the dictator in North Korea. I'm not saying that we should aspire to, to be best friends with foreign dictators. I'm not saying that that's a good thing. So I want to be clear. Dennis Rodman has made many mistakes in his life. He's made some very questionable decisions. And yet, not only is he still quite popular, um, he's been able to get someone to be his best friend who hates the rest of us, doesn't want anything to do with us. Why is that? How do you accomplish that if people don't believe that you are honest, right? Dennis Rodman might be a very weird guy. We might question a lot of his decisions, but in the end of the day, people love and respect him because he doesn't hide from who he is. It's not an act. He's not pretending to be weird. Um, this is who he is. He's been known after games to go into the locker room, put on combat boots and run on the treadmill and talk smack that no, no one would go out of their way to go run on a treadmill and combat boots just for the story. Right? So Dennis Rodman is a great example. So if there's one thing that I really, really love to do, something that I think is, um, I'll be honest, is starting to actually aggravate me a little bit as I think that I, when I see a lot of the content that's out there around like thought leadership around this issue or this challenge around how to write effective cold email, it seems to me like it's the same stuff over and over again. You know, have a catchy subject line, 
have a you know shortened to the point email. Um, you have to personalize it, right? These are all the same things that everyone's been saying for a long time. And the reality is, is that the landscape has changed dramatically. It's so easy to automate all of this stuff now that everything that I just described is table stakes. Just going out of your way to show that you did research on someone doesn't make you stand out anymore. Um, shared values <clears throat> are what matter. And um, this is actually an example of like how Humantic I think has been helpful for me um, in that like not only can I talk to people's shared values, I can speak to them in a language that actually resonates with them. As human beings, we are biologically wired for survival. And as part of that instinct, we are wired to cohabitate or gravitate towards people who share our values. Uh, we, are, we have a very tribalistic instinct. Think about every major war that has ever happened throughout human history. It is almost always the result of other people who do not share our values, uh, whether it's a religious philosophy, a governing philosophy, people looking different than us, right? I mean, these are horrible reasons to start wars. And this is wait, what, what has happened, right? It's, 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 it's sad. Um, think about our, po our political landscape right now. You know, it's, it's incredibly tribal. You're either on team blue or you're on team red for the most part. And what I see on both sides a lot of the time is people that sacrifice their values for the sake of fitting in with their team. Well, if we know this to be true about the way that human beings interact with one another broadly in the world, what are we doing then by not uh, incorporating this into how you reach out to people cold? You know, there's a difference between noticing something about a person and personalizing it. That's one thing. That's half, you know, this, the title of this was like half personalization was part of the title. That's half personalization. In today's modern selling era, to be truly authentic and to really align with the buyer, tie it back into why it matters to you as well. I think accountability is really important because accountability is really uh, another word for honesty in a lot of ways. Um, when we mess up at anything in our lives, we have an instinct to be inauthentic. And by inauthentic, I mean that we pretend that we didn't make a mistake, right? But taking accountability is actually the ultimate way to be authentic. It's a way of owning who you are. It's a way of owning the mistake you made. It's a way of showing the person that you'll be honest even in bad times, right? Not just in the good times. When you make mistakes, you will also be honest then. It turns out that I think people love other people who fail and own it and want to do better. You know, think about before and after photos, right? For like weight loss programs, or we gravitate towards that, right? Um, think about the most viral videos that you see on the internet, right? It's always like some person who strikes out at something and then um, <clears throat> makes amends. Yesterday, there was a viral video, I don't know if you guys saw this, of the, the Little League World Series, pitcher hit the guy in the head by mistake, <clears throat> and um, the player went to console the pitcher. And everyone thought this was a beautiful moment because it's like the person who made the mistake was able to make amends with this person. I'll give you an example, I guess in the interest of like living the examples I'm giving. I made a mistake a few weeks ago in my job. Um, I've been working with a champion at a, one of my potential prospects. I accidentally like sent a message to one of his colleagues. I, I misremembered that I was supposed to just be working through this one person. It had the appearance that I was like going around him and he called me out on it. And the reality was, I was in Hawaii at the time. I was in the airport. 
um, getting ready for a red eye flight. I was really tired. I was working too quickly. And that's literally what I told them. I said like, you know what? I'm really sorry. I literally, I was like working way too quickly. Um, I was in Hawaii. Like I'm just got off a red eye, like just super tired. Um, dumb mistake won't happen again. And actually like that made, it actually made him like me more, I think, because like it, it, it made him feel, you know, I, I think he wasn't expecting it. I think he was expecting me to make up an excuse that I didn't know any better and that this was the first time he had told me, which would have been a lie. Right. And I think that he was pleasantly surprised to see that I was just honest about it. It actually made our relationship better. Um, and I'll give you one last example here. It's like, think about when you go to um, a restaurant, right? Like sometimes like um, sometimes negging yourself can actually be like a good way to build trust. Like if I go to a restaurant and I ask the waiter, what should I get the steak or the, the chicken? And they say, you know what? The steak's not that good. You should get the chicken. Kind of going to believe them, right? Because uh, the chicken's less expensive. You know, usually they want to sell you the most expensive product that they can. So they make more money. But if, you, if they kind of neg you at the beginning and they say, or they neg themselves at the beginning and they say, you know what? I actually don't think this is a good product for you. You should think about this. It makes you more trustworthy. So here's a counterintuitive idea that you can take into a sales pitch. Start out by telling the customer all the things that you can't do. I'm going to repeat that. Start out by telling the customer everything you can't do. Why, why would you do that? Well, uh, it'll build trust. You're going to spend the rest of the presentation talking about everything that you can do. So you want that to bear weight. You want that to matter. Well, if the person is going to believe you because you told them everything you can't do, everything that you can do now resonates in a much, uh, in a much better way than it would have otherwise. Um, so I think vulnerability is key, not just in sales, but also in leadership, hiring, job interviews, all sorts of things. Um, if you can be vulnerable with people and you can be honest about things that are difficult to talk about, people will open up to you. They will naturally want to help you and um, they will naturally you know, gravitate towards you. Um, so think about a, a tale of two different leaders in a company. You know, one leader gets in front of the team and says, Hey, all you, you know, you, you, you losers. Like, you know, when I, when I was your age, I was amazing at this and this is what I did and you guys aren't doing it. And this is, you know, this is how you need to do it. Or they can say, Hey, Hey guys, like, you know, when I was your age, I, I really struggled with this. I almost got fired from a job and uh, it really it was a big wake up call for me. And I, I had to start, you know, focusing on X, Y, and Z thing. And I don't want you guys to make the same mistakes I did. So here it is, you know, I obviously exaggerated. I, you know, I started out the first one saying, Hey, loser. So I, I guess I didn't make it really a tough decision, but I think most people would say that the second one uh, resonates a lot more. So I, I encourage vulnerability. I encourage leaders to be honest about the things that they struggle with, with their team, not just sit up there and act like they're perfect and they're good at everything. You will garner much more respect and attention when people can relate to you, which comes back to shared values, which I talked about at the beginning. If people don't align with you in the sense that they too are flawed and that they need to work on things, then it is going to be hard for them to take you seriously because you're not part of the same you know, tribe at that point.